Buckle up, excellence junkies, because this podcast is definitely for you. Welcome to Rocket Fuel. Do you wish that you could surround yourself with people that love to kick ass just like you? Well, come to my party, baby, and meet some of the brightest stars in the entrepreneurial galaxy because it is my mission to give these entrepreneurs a platform to declare what they are on this planet to accomplish and to show you why they are rocket fuel. And we're live! Woo! My Rocketeers, Rocket Fuel Podcast listeners, have any of you guys ever had the desire to be a talk show host? I don't know. I, I would say I haven't thought about it since I was little, but I know that our guest today has dreamt about it since he was 12, right, Richard? This is like any 12-year-old boy. That was my dream. <laughs> Exactly. So what we're going to talk about is just the whole process of how do you bring that dream to reality? I mean, it seems so like off, like to even think about being able to have your own show. Obviously, now people have digital shows and such, but you actually have a show like with like a desk and like people come, you know, and such. And so, so I would like to welcome Richard Wilmore today, who is the star of the Richard Wilmore show. I just totally made that up. I have no idea if that's No, it's right. great. I'll, if I can steal that, I will be next season's <laughs> theme song. So welcome, Richard. Thank you so much for coming on Rocket Fuel and sharing your experience. Tell So tell me about like 12 year old Richard. Like, what were you thinking at that point? What inspired you to even think, oh, I'd like to to be Oprah, was it, that you wanted to be? Or who who did you want to be? I wanted to be Rosie O'Donnell. Ah! <laughs> yes, yes. Oprah was too serious for me. I wanted ah. to be a teacher up until that point. I, I was going to be a grade school teacher. I wanted to teach second grade. That uh -huh. was it. And then I fell <laughs> in love with a local meteorologist in, from Duluth, Minnesota. And her name was Rhonda and I wrote her a letter and she wrote me back and I mm -hmm. fell in love with her. And then I wanted to be a meteorologist. So I would sit in my bedroom at night, 10 o'clock to 1030. I would do the 10 PM news all by myself. <laughs> and then I was on summer vacation from school. It was 1997. I was flipping through the channels and this show came on with this woman who everybody, I had never heard of her before, but everyone was having so much fun. And it was just an hour of laughter and free stuff. And just like the vibe there was what I needed at the time. I was a kid. I was a young kid who was not out, obviously, of the closet. And my there were a lot of health issues in my family. And I was a very lonely kid. And that hour felt like I was hanging with a bunch of friends. And I thought, I want to be the person who does that for someone else. Wow. And that's, I, I knew that's what I was supposed to do. I knew I need to have a show like that because I need to make sure everyone's having fun. And that's what she was doing. She was making sure everyone in America was having fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's interesting is that, you know, even for those listeners that may not have ever like dreamed about having a show or whatever, I love, I love being able to share the story and say, it's not about very often it's not about like, hey, I want to be famous right. and be the thing, right? Because it's actually a very vulnerable position 
to be in. And, and so I think it's important to tell that story of like, of the inspiration of it and the purposefulness behind it. Right. Because I don't think people necessarily think of that. And then also for the folks that may have had that inkling and have kind of gone back and forth being like, am I, am I being egotistical? Like what mm-hmm. now did, did you have that battle within you of like, why would I want the spotlight? Or was it always like, yeah, I know like, this is my purpose. I want to bring joy. I don't think of it as me being in the spotlight. Like what was your journey with that? Uh, there were, it went everywhere. I remember being that age and thinking, well, I'll just do what she did. I'll go to college for theater, become famous, and then I'll get a talk show. Like that's where it stopped. That was Rosie's that, path. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, it was a little harder than that, I think. Yes. But uh, in mind, yeah. In, yeah, in my 12-year-old mind, I you just become famous. You go outside of the small city that I grew up in. I grew up in a town of 600 people. So you get out of there, and then it's very easy to become a famous actor. You just have to get out. So right. I knew that's what I had to do. I had to get out of that city. And then I went to college for acting and thought I'm not good at this. Like <laughs> I don't want to screw this up like for anybody else on stage. And I'm, a, I'm just better at being myself. Like that's what mm. I knew. I was good at being myself. And so that's kind of how it started. And I never thought really beyond that. I never thought about rejection because thankfully I've been pretty lucky as far as, as booking guests, I get, a lot of yeses more than noes. And then mm-hmm. I started realizing that the noes are also very important because it helps you grow and get better. Yes. So if every, you know, if you have a bunch of yes people around you, you get kind of stagnant and you assume that everything you're doing is amazing. And then mm-hmm. people started saying no and different like sponsors started saying no. And, you know, I was, and then I thought, well, I've been doing this in my basement for a year now. Once I finally started it, why wouldn't NBC want me on their channel? And so <laughs> like this sort of the naive, like I knew I wasn't Oprah or Rosie, but I thought well, I'm pretty good at this. I've been doing it since I was 12. I'm now 30. I could probably do this. Right. <laughs> and, and then the TV station started saying, no, who are you? And I was like, Oh, right. No one what? knows who I what? am. <laughs> yeah. You don't know I, the Richard Wilmer show. Right. Like how do you not know who I am? I've been on Facebook live for five years now. What has happened? <laughs> So then I realized Get with the program. Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> I started realizing that I haven't I wasn't putting myself out there. I was doing my show and just sort of I wasn't talking to people about it. I wasn't advertising. I wasn't even I would meet people and not even tell them I was doing it. And I thought you need to advocate for yourself. And that isn't that isn't being cocky. That isn't any of that. It, it's really you have to be your best advocate. Yeah. And that's what I realized. And then I started advertising and now we're here with you yeah forget it the big time it's over now the I big time. that's, that's <laughs> right <laughs> oh that's fantastic the, i mean the other thing that i loved that you mentioned is that you know you're just kind of doing the thing i'm just gonna keep doing it and you had a vision of what you wanted it to look like and so part of that process is is just learning what works for you what what doesn't work for you and the guests that work really well and that and that don't but but because you also stayed authentically yourself right i think that's really important in that journey not being so much of a struggle right because mm-hmm. you're like but 
that's who I am. Yeah. So you didn't have to worry about like, oh, am I being the person, the host that people like or whatever? You started off with saying like, hey, it's Richard and his passion is to like bring people joy and I'm going to just focus on that. And that's yeah. an important message for people yeah. to feel like, oh, do I have to be somebody else to fulfill this dream? Right. I never feel like I'm pretending to be anybody or be a host. Like, I feel like it's definitely me sitting there talking to someone I think you should be friends with. Yeah. And that's why I have people on my show. Cause I just want to be their friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is some folks may say, Oh, okay. That hosts or having this desire or whatever means that you must have like an acting background or whatever. But for you, sure. You had that interest in theater and then you're like, yeah, this, no. Not good at being somebody else. I'm really good at being me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a theater degree. I did nothing with it. I'm still paying off my student loans. And, <laughs> but I learned a lot of, you know, about myself and about life and life outside of a small town. So it, it certainly wasn't a waste of my time. Yeah. But I certainly am not auditioning for any plays anytime soon. <laughs> but I'll have all the actors from plays on my show because I love live theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So tell me like in detail that transition, you said, okay, you, so you were doing the news, but were you doing weather? Were you all also practicing meteor meteorology <laughs> or I, are you? No, because I, I got, I didn't understand the green screen thing. At a, yeah. As I, that confused yeah, me. I mean, kids nowadays, forget it. You guys have green screens. You have I know, screen that's yard. Like you what their crimps are. So when you're watching them through the monitor, it's something fun. It's very strange to me. <laughs> But no, I was the news, I was a broadcaster. I was a broadcast journalist and I would, my bed was my desk and I would have papers, like I would just grab computer paper and it would be all laid out and I would read the news off my fake teleprompter. And I did wow. my talk show like that too in my bedroom. I set up an entire set in my bedroom and I would talk to the air is really what nice. I Nice. Yeah. So then tell me about like the first guest where it was like, okay, like I'm actually going to like record something that other people are going to see i guess that's a mixed question because the first guest may not have been a recorded thing oh it what was it was i started was, okay. recording i the people actually who the band who did my theme song who ended up doing my theme song were my first guests so they were it was a great band in maryland that i was friends with the lead singer's wife okay. and i thought well they're fun guys they're like they're super sweet they're very nice their music is great i'm going to interview them so i grabbed an ipad and I walked over there and I set up a tripod and I talked to them for an hour. And ah. I mean, and it flew by, like we had so much fun. And then I realized, oh my gosh, now what? Like my thought was I'm going to host a show, not I'm going to edit videos or I'm going to make oh, graphics right. or I'm like, going to put this anywhere. Uh, it's just, yeah, it was like a very, I don't know if it was stupidity or I was naive or I just thought like, I knew I would then, figure it out. I don't know where my mind was other right. than- Right, well, you you were focused on the purpose, right? So the yeah. purpose is, wow, these are really cool people. I would love to be able to introduce these people to other people. Let's do an interview. It's like, who wouldn't want to be a fly on the wall when Richard is jamming with somebody right. else, right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh crap, there's actually like technicalities and distributing it. So how did you handle that? I Googled free editing software because I didn't have any money. And I thought, well, this show isn't making me any money. I'm just doing it. So it has to be free. And I didn't find anything that was free that I liked. 
so I ended up finding something that was like $50 and I thought, all right, I'll spend $50 on this editing software. It's still the editing software I use today, five years later. Wow. Because it worked. And, I, and then I just taught myself and then I thought, oh, I need my intro. I need like a, a little video intro video. So I made that. And then I went back to the band that was on my show and said, how much would you charge me to make a theme song? And they said, we just want to make you one. Like, we will write one and produce it. And we want to be a part Aww. of this because we know one day you're going to be something. And you're going to be on TV. And you're going to, like, make this a reality. And we want to be a part of that. So, and it's still the theme so song cool. I use today. And I love it. And it makes me happy. And that's so, yeah. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. All right. And then when you distributed it, where was it first? Did you put it on Facebook? Did you put it on YouTube? Where? What was I your put first? it on YouTube and then I shared the link on Facebook and then I, it was, I mean, I'm still learning stuff, but, and then I found out that Facebook doesn't like when you put links from other things. This was back in like 2016 where yeah. Facebook was like the algorithms and all that stuff. If you've shared something from YouTube, it would get less views. So then I started putting it separately on both. I would put it on YouTube and Facebook. Yeah. And, and then, I think that's still the case. Like if you have an actual video that was like streamed directly to YouTube or to Facebook or as a Facebook live or whatever, they're going to give that a priority yes. versus sharing yes. a YouTube link of the same thing. So yeah. that's, so that's good. For, you can, yeah. Anytime you can put up the video on Facebook without a link, it'll get more views. Unless, awesome. it's a, unless it doesn't, then don't blame me. I don't Then know. don't <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So you're like playing around with all this stuff. And it's like, uh, did you ever feel like it's not worth it? Like there, the, all this other stuff? It's like, eh. was it like, did it ever feel like a barrier to you? Um, there, my rule for myself, I don't have set like seasons. I don't have, I know when I'm going to start and then, but I don't really know when I'm going to end. I kind of have a goal in mind, but my rule for myself, especially because it's really my pet like it's my sort of hobby this isn't my full-time job and the goal is to eventually have it that and do it five days a week a morning live talk show nbc yeah. for listening yeah. um but uh, i NBC. do it un until i get of course they're listening to rock of course Fuel. they're listening why wouldn't they be listening <laughs> i do it until it becomes too much work until i don't want like until researching someone or reaching out to people or until I get tired and then I take a break. But I always know that in two months I'm going to need it again. It was really tough during the pandemic mm. because no one was doing anything. So I wasn't, I stopped my show. And then thankfully around September, people kind of started releasing music because they were working on it during the pandemic and books. And I thought, oh, I, it was such perfect timing. I needed to, I miss it every single time. So it yeah. usually ends up being about 40 weeks. And then I'm like, all right, that's good. Like summer break. I can yeah. go out, I can be in the sun, I can run around, and then I'll I'll start again in the fall. So I've never really once thought I want to shut it all down. I've never right. thought that. Yeah. Because I like I've always known that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. The, the rings on the ladder to get there are a lot further apart than I thought they would be. I know feels like every every season there's a little step forward i try to improve something with every show to make it better so it's getting there you know yeah absolutely and and it's really important for people to recognize i mean it's a journey so if mm -hmm. just looking to get famous in two months and six months in a year then then obviously we're not talking 
to you in this particular yeah. case. You, yeah. could, you could go for it, but our, our message here is to say, okay, first of all, if you have that drive with you in you, that passion, that dream, right, that it can become a reality, especially mm-hmm. now with the technology that we have uh, available, even, you know, over time from what was available to you when you were 12 versus now. So you have a lot more people that are out there experimenting. You could get immediate feedback on, yes. you know, the internet, YouTube, Facebook, or whatever. But I almost say like part of it is just to figure out what makes you happy because mm-hmm. that is what's going to be consistent. And then the people that are attracted to that will come right. to you. And I think that's really the key when you're trying to create something for an audience. That's a different job. That's a di- those are producers that are out there. Mm-hmm. And then what do they do? Then they try and find somebody that really naturally resonates with that to make the match. But when you're in the position to actually create, and all of us have the opportunity to create our own show, and then have that plan of like what, what we envision it to be. You always envisioned it to be live audience the desk, the interview, the whole late night vibe, right? Yes, but I wanted it. I also knew that I wanted it in the daytime. I wanted that party when I was awake as that kid. Like the, I knew, because everyone says that, like, oh, you're going to be so good on late on like late night TV. One, I'm not up that late. So <laughs> I can't do that. And two, I, it's. You like want the early, late night party in the morning. In the daytime, yes. In the daytime. Yes. Like Any preference? Pendant. Are you a morning, afternoon vibe guy? I am a like late morning, afternoon person. Gotcha. Let me get up. Let me get a coffee, maybe two cups of coffee, and then I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> now, when you run the shows, are they live or are they pre-recorded? They are now live. I started recording them at the beginning and did that for a while. And then I moved to, this was one of those like steps that I didn't even realize was a step. I was filming my show at a theater in San Antonio. Uh Four months after I had moved here, a theater came to me and said, we want you to do your show here. And so I had my own show at a theater and it was a three camera show. And I was editing that, those three cameras into one show. And I don't want to listen to myself that much. Right. So, <laughs> I don't, I don't like to listen to myself no. or see myself afterwards, no. period. No, 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 like, no. yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but I'll probably never listen to this podcast. Yeah. <gasps> because I don't. I'll listen to it. Yeah. I'll play it in the background, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. And that's when I went live because it's one, it brings to me, it like brings a little bit of spontaneity, almost like live theater where you don't really know what's going to happen and yeah. anything could happen. Uh-huh. Um, but also then I don't have to edit anything and whatever happens is what goes out. So that's when that's I it to a live show. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's good to know. That's good to know. Okay. So there are a lot of tips. We're going to talk a little bit more about this, but I'm so grateful that you're sharing this story because I know that there are people out there in the audience that feel like it's a pipe dream, right? It's And part of the problem is that we have people around us that very often, and this is like what happens with rocketeers in general, right? So our audience, we are the excellent seekers, the excellence junkies. We love to live life and business on level 11, the optimizers, right? Well, we're a rare breed. And so sometimes it's like a little too much. It's a little too much for our friends, family, colleague, right? And so when we bring up a dream like that, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're surrounded by a lot of people that don't have that mentality of what's truly possible. This is not even a stretch. Like this is totally doable. The thing that gets in your way is listening to people that say that it's not doable. 
doable, right? Yeah, sometimes uh, that person is yourself. Uh (laughs) But Richard put together these five things, five things I wish I knew before I premiered, which I'm holding up. If you guys are watching the video, if you're listening to the podcast, then I'm doing because I'm holding up (laughs) the PDF, right? But every single episode has a catchword so that our wonderful experts have an opportunity to extend the value and to give you an additional gift based on their experiences. And so Richard, thank you so much for putting together these five things I wish I knew before I premiered because I wish I knew some of these things. (laughs) That doesn't mean I know them. That just means I wish I, (laughs) doesn't mean I know anything anymore. You're like, yeah, I'm just, but this is how you guys get it. I want you to pick up that cell phone and text RF dash spotlight. Yay. To 411321, right? And you will receive five things I wish I knew before I premiered and potentially other resources that are going to help your dream of becoming a host become a reality, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it should feel so much like fantasy. And, you know, I appreciate us having the conversation, right? So that people understand what the journey is and it goes on and you're still very happy about it. You're still able to stay motivated, right? But there are things along the way that if we keep it a secret, right? If we're kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to do this by myself, right? Then we're going to make mistakes that other people have already made for you, right? So this is where I'm really excited that you're sharing this. So once again, RF for Rocket Fuel dash Spotlight to 411321 if you are in the US. And of course, for our international colleagues, if you're listening outside of the US, please text plus one nine zero nine. 7411321 that's the phone number +1909741321 and the message is rf Dash spotlight. Now, in both cases, make sure to provide your email address if we ask you for it, because that's how you're going to get this instantly in your email. So you want to make sure that you do that definitely. And if we don't ask you for your email, that means you've already given it to us because you probably texted another catchword. So, <laughs> so I kind of don't want to dip into these five things I wish I knew because I want people to really request for this. The other thing actually that I didn't mention that you offered is a calendar link so that people can actually, you know, just get on a quick call with you and just talk about the dream, maybe get a pep talk from you or get some tips. And I know that you're in the process of actually putting together something to support people that have this dream. And so this is kind of a first step of bringing it out there and not only being about executing your show. So I, I'm very thankful for that. that. It's uh, something I wish I had access to. So I feel like I didn't know where to go when I was starting my show to ask the questions and to learn. So if you can't find it, make it, I guess. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so tell me, obviously, this past year, you switched over to do digital virtual mm-hmm. shows, right? Mm-hmm. And you were using a service like like this, right, mm-hmm. to, to do that. And then what's your plan in getting back on a stage now? And are you still in that theater? Or no, what does that, that like? theater was one of the something that COVID shut down, unfortunately, mm. um, which is very sad for San Antonio comedy. But yeah. I just moved a couple months ago into a studio. So we're out of the corner of my bedroom. 
Nice. And, um, yeah, we're setting that up right now. That's the back. That's part of the background. We're getting all set and we're going. I love it. I love it. I lo Who created the background? So, I mean, this is an evolution. Yes. And it's very similar. I found it and it's very similar to Rosie's background on her show. So that's uh -huh. why I got it. Rosie. Uh, I'm just, I'm just Rosie. ripping everything she ever did off and then hopefully I'll win six daytime Emmys as well. <laughs> um, but it's a huge set. My set in my bedroom was seven feet long, and this one is 28. Nice. So it's a big step up. We're going to have live, it's going to be back to live audience members and live musicians in studio. It's going to be a really fun time. We're going to go well, back. I to love San games. Antonio. So I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. So, yeah. so when are you going to start um, the in person? interviews the end of august i'm playing around with the, the right date and time so that musicians and theater people are able to make it on the show to promote their stuff because that's really a lot of what my show is so i want to make sure it's it works with their touring schedules and their rehearsal schedules um right now we're live at, on mondays at 10 a.m so that might change to maybe sunday nights or maybe monday nights but wow. the end of August is when we'll start. Oh, but what we didn't mention is that like you were picked up by a local channel, right? Now you're, yeah. are you on oh, a local TV yeah. channel? <laughs> we just these see are, it. These are all these little things that, little that things. I forget about. Um, <laughs> I am now working with KP Media TV. And so my show is now streamable on Roku and Apple TV and Amazon Fire. And it's also now a podcast. They turned it into a podcast. Nice. So, yes, you can finally now turn the TV on and watch my show. So yeah. the, the day that started, I was getting all these photos from friends and family and, and even some, like, past guests, like, watching TV. So I sat at home and cried for a couple hours. Uh, it, was a, yeah. it was a pretty big moment. It was one of those, like, you're not just on Facebook and YouTube anymore. Like, you're, you're on TV. That is awesome. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. Very super exciting. exciting, super exciting. Okay, so we have that person out in the audience listening, like right now, the right person, like they're getting the butterflies, mm -hmm. right? They're just like, oh my gosh, obviously you provided this list, five things I wish I knew before I premiered. What else would you tell them to do like now? It's like, okay, you're inspired, you have the butterflies. Like, what can they do to just start moving forward on this dream? I think uh, one of the things that I was lucky enough to not think about was, what if people don't watch? Mm. Like, I just thought, this is what I have to do. So if that's, like, where your mindset is, is I just need to do this, then I think start start planning even little things. Like, where am I going to film this? Where can do it in your bedroom. You, I did it in a basement. I've done it in living rooms. I've like, you can do yeah. it anywhere and just planning out those little tangible things that you can actually, you don't have to go spend any money right now. You don't have to book any guests, like just start planning out the little things that you can actually know you have the answers to. Right. Right. And just going with your gut of like, I know I need to do this and the do this isn't could be entertainment. It could be funny. I know I need to be the translator of the news or of health or of whatever it is. Like there's that thing that you know. And right. the other thing, sometimes, sometimes there's, you see what I go, when I think of, of my journey, I've felt like a knowing 
that I needed to use my voice and my curiosity of people and all these things. But it was like a really slow process. I didn't know what it was. And so I also encourage people to to kind of go through the process of of what are the things that you love to do? What I found actually is that I didn't like it to be about me, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though yep. people think I'm like, whoa, this is fascinating, <laughs> this exotic weirdo animal. But uh, for me, it, that made me feel uncomfortable. So I knew I wouldn't be able to sustain that. But when I finally made it about other people, like I love the idea that I'm showcasing amazing people. And so I feel like I'm of service. And as a result, like that's motivating to me. And so then I found that and then all the things of like, oh, I wonder like how I look and it kind of falls away because you're like, well, let me satisfy my purpose first. So yeah, and I I always knew it was never about me. I knew I wanted to create that safe space for people like me to either watch and interact with or to be a part of, to come on and promote the stuff that they're doing. I want to, that's why we chose spotlight as the word, the text word, because it's the spotlight's not on me. It's on the people that I think you should meet. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. So once again, as we're wrapping up, I want to make sure that you really do get this resource. If you're getting those butterflies in your stomach, if you're like, oh, I need to just kind of know what are the potential next steps. And the fact that that Richard gives you the opportunity to connect with him. I think that was very gracious. So thank you so much. So please text RF-SPOTLIGHT to 411321. You're going to receive these five things I wish I knew or Richard knew before he premiered and other resources that are finally going to turn this dream into a reality, right? And if you are listening internationally, please use the number plus one nine oh nine seven four one one three two one. And the catchword is rf dash spotlight any final words darling as we leave people just marinating in their inspiration the catch line <laughs> for my show is make your day richer so mm. do something today that makes you happy that's what i ask of you. i love it thank you so much it is evident why you are rocket fuel and i am so happy that you're exploring how you could take all of this experience that you've had and to continue to serve others and help their dream become a reality so i'm excited to see the progress of that oh, all right you for having me. my pleasure i hope you all have a rocking day bye now Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Look, every one of our episodes is boosted by a value-packed keyword called a catchword. Yeah. This allows our audiences to text to receive even more value from our guests. So take advantage of that great value. And if you share your expertise by guesting on podcasts or TV or speaking in front of live or digital audiences, then you're leaving anonymous fans behind. So go get a catchword at catchwords.com, K-E-T-C-H words.com and use podcast 20 as a promo code for 20% off your setup fee. Look, make sure to rate, review and subscribe to the Rocket Fuel podcast so you never miss your jolt of Rocket Fuel. Until next time, adios.